All right, Dave, before we watch the episode, I got something for you. All right, shoot. All right, Donnie Matney on Facebook noticed that you like the little puns in the show, right? Oh, with yeah, like, word, word plays my jam. Right, with, with the forward esteem. So Donnie writes, so I noticed on Monday's episode that when Saul was at the bar with the woman, he was stressing out over the person repeatedly breaking the bread. Mm-hmm. Could that be a play on the Breaking Bad title? So if I looked into that, if you remove the R and E from bread, you have the word bad. So he's breaking bread. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so so you take out RE from bread mm-hmm. and it makes bad. Right. What what on the periodic table does RE stand for? <laughs> well, uh, according to Donnie, it's Oh, don't tell me he looked that up too. Yeah, totally. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, according to, uh, to Donnie Matney on Facebook, RE is the element rhenium, and coincidentally, rhenium is used for bone pain and cancer therapy. Oh, now, is, is that a coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so bravo, Donnie, you get I'm the gold. A, I'm applauding you right now, Donnie. <laughs> All right, Dave, let's, let's watch this show. The FBI finds kids trapped in your creepy van. Stay real cool and tell them you're the ice cream man. But all that crying just gave you away. Who you gonna call to skip a prison stay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is It's All Good, Man, The Better. Better Call Saul Podcast. I'm Brian. With me, as always, is my co-host, Dave. Dave, how the hell are you? I am feeling excrement this evening. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Dave and I co-host the Nothing Important Podcast, which you can hear at www.nothingimportantpodcast.com. Uh, before we start, It's All Good Man is brought to you by Audible. Uh, you can get a free audio download and a 30-day free trial at audiotrial.com slash nothing important. Or you can go to itsallgoodman.com, click on the banner on the right-hand side. They have over 150,000 titles that you can choose from. Download it. Give them a try. Audible.com. And as a side note, I have personally edited several of those titles myself there you go see it comes full circle right (laughs) (laughs) so make sure to check it out it'll help the show out and it'll make us feel like we're actually doing something (laughs) (laughs) all right dave so uh third third episode third episode of better call saul uh what, what was your initial thoughts dave my initial thoughts were that it's kind of going the direction that i thought it would the, and honestly, the, the way the plot's developing, mm-hmm. um, that uh, the family really did take the money. They're probably going to do some stupid things because there are some really lame white people that don't know much about crime, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Saul's going to get involved and probably screw some things up. And it's just going to, yeah, it's just going to keep progressing. All right. Wonderful. Uh, what I did like is it started with another time jump. Yeah, it did. It, it even went, went further further back in time to uh, slipping Jimmy in jail. Yes. <laughs> for like assault and um, what was it? Assault and uh, they thought there was going to be some sexual charges there? Uh, public indecency. Public indecency? Yeah. Is, that, is that what it was? Did they that's, address it? Well, that's what the, we watched the uh, side screen. The, mm-hmm. the second, what do you call it? The, the, the it's second uh, screen. Better Call Saul Story com through AMC. There you go. So we were watching that. And that's what it said. Public indecency was one of the uh, things, but they don't really specify what exactly happened in the scene. All right. you know is that 
something happened. I assumed he said it's something about a Chicago sunroof. So I'm assuming he might have been peeping or purposely fell through a sunroof into a sunbathing sort of situation. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully they'll they'll come back and they'll explain that further. Hopefully we'll get another time jump down the road because that that set up a lot of uh, Chuck and um, Jimmy's relationship. Right. Like it really it added a whole new layer to that because we we talked before how um, the way that we saw Saul was that he was always just kind of a shithead and that did that just absolutely reaffirmed it mm-hmm. because in this episode. You know, big time jump, and it shows him obviously in some trouble in a Cook County jail. And we are in Chicago, right? Uh, we know all about Cook County jails. I've, I've never been there, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's pretty notorious, right? It's a pretty rough place, right? Yeah, you don't really want to end up there, right? But I I did notice that he wasn't a lawyer yet. No, and that actually took me by surprise. Yeah, he, I, I kind of thought he had been kind of always on that path of being the shithead lawyer, not mm-hmm. the shithead that turned into a lawyer. Right, and we, which is great because we we talked about how um, how happy we were that it wasn't a fall from grace type right, deal, right? And that was kind of ambiguous up until today's episode where they show like, no, he he actually got in trouble with the law himself, and his brother had to come from Albuquerque mm-hmm. to Chicago to bail him out. If he even bailed him out, yeah, we, we don't, don't know yet. Know. We don't well, I'm assuming. Happened. I mean, he's not in jail currently, so yeah. <laughs> so. And the and the story sync says something about you know Chuck's game plan for Saul was to basically start your career as a lawyer. I right. guess since he's so intimately familiar with the law by now by breaking it so many times. <laughs> so I bet that, um, I bet throughout the course of six, because there's only 10 episodes. Right. Yeah, we're so a third of the way through. Almost. Yeah, already a third of the way through. So I hope that somehow it keeps coming back to that and it weaves in and out how that affects him as he becomes, you know, Jimmy McGill lawyer trying to do at least somewhat right to Saul Goodman, who is a criminal lawyer, which adds a whole new element to the whole criminal lawyer thing, because he really was a criminal that became a lawyer. Right. I also like how they how they established the time jump, because at the beginning it had like the mailbox and he was he was throwing stuff in, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, well, that's a different mailbox than Chuck's house. So where are they going with this? But I did like that they threw the. The Zach Morris brick phone. <laughs> Zach Morris brick phone. Yes. <laughs> which is now that I think about it, that's a great parallel to the mailbox at Chuck's house. Right. Right. Because at the beginning it established this where Chuck was throwing throw had to throw all the stuff away before he went and talked to Saul. Had to put it. It was it was Saul or Jimmy putting the stuff in the mailbox to go talk to Chuck. And this time it was Chuck putting the stuff in the lockbox yeah, to go talk to Jimmy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and, and it just cracked me up to see the big Zach Morris phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and that kind of like it hit me because I'm like, oh, clever little ode to the 2000. And I'm like, wait, that's not 2000. That's like way before 2000. <laughs> that's what I thought too. And then like before they established what was going on, I was like, Okay, so does he have some sort of thing going where like it's like an untrackable cell phone? Like that's <laughs> like pretty so resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> he still has a SIM card from way back. <laughs> 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 so awesome. So uh, so they meet and they talk about trying to get him out of jail. Uh, uh, property damage, assault, and possible sex offender charges is there you go. is what he was uh, in trouble for. Um, and then we got a little bit more backstory on Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's obviously, obviously a pre-existing relationship. There's a lot of, it was almost like they were trying to avoid sexual tension in that scene, you know, knowing that it's happened. Right, which makes a lot of sense because remember when um, Sal went to the uh, the Hamlin offices and he walks out and she's leaning against the wall and he takes the cigarette from her lips, smokes a cigarette and it doesn't, 
Like, why did he get away with that? Right. right like, yeah. <laughs> like, how the hell did he get away with this? So that puts that all into perspective. Like, cause now you can think back and be like, oh, well, that's obviously why she was okay with that. Cause nobody in their right mind having a cigarette, some guy comes up, pulls it out of your mouth. You're not just going to keep leaning against the wall and then let him place it back in your mouth. Right. Right. Which now begs the question, remember. How many things has he placed into her mouth? Yes. We need to take a poll on that. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, um, Remember, he went to ask her a question, and she cut him off. That's right. Right? And then later in the episode, it appears that uh, Jimmy likes to call her up and have phone sex with her. So I was wondering. Or at least try to have phone sex with her. Yeah, try to have fun. (laughs) The robot sex voice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which which is awesome, because I wonder if that's what his whole question was. Because he was like, hey, could you just? And she said no. And he was like, oh, okay. And he, and he dropped it. Mm. So I wonder if since he was having a bad day, because remember right before that, he beat up the garbage can and he was frustrated with, with the way that whole meeting went. That's right, yeah. And so maybe he was like, hey, you know, like try to release the pressure or whatever, trying to talk <laughs> her into doing the whole phone sex thing. And she just cuts him off right there. Which was, again, was a great way to do that, because if you're not paying attention, it just looked like a weird scene, and it, you know, had to wait a week mm-hmm. to put that in perspective. So I think when, when we're done with the initial 10 episodes, I think you and I had kind of planned to go back and do like a recap of like two episodes at a time, and as we're taking all these notes, we can go back through them mm-hmm. and just point out some of the things we might have missed before. But that, that was a really good way to go back to that. I, I thought that was pretty clever. Pretty smooth. Pretty Absolutely. smooth. And he's getting ready to make the phone call when he makes the grand realization that Nacho's probably going to try this tonight. Mm-hmm. So he decides he's going to call him to warn him. And he grabs the supplies to do the robot sex voice. Right, yeah. And then you made the comment, and I'm flashing back to my college days where you're stuffing the toilet paper, the, right, the, a blow the tube. fabric snuffer into a tube, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so the RA doesn't know what's going on in your dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought he was going. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, he he drank some last time. Maybe he likes to smoke weed every once in a while. <laughs> you know, uh, so so uh, Craig and Betsy Kettleman and the family, yeah, definitely embezzled the one point six million dollars, as we found out at the end of the episode. Yeah, the uh, the story sync even gave you the amounts and the numbers of each denomination that was hidden in the bag. Yeah, and I like how I like how they set it up where Nacho was sitting there in the van, <laughs> like right. spying on them. Because I didn't catch it at first. Um, why Why was he calling them and telling them they were in danger? And I actually thought before it went to commercial, I was like, uh, there, "There's not going to be anybody out there." But, but they th- showed somebody out there. But then it showed somebody out there like two seconds after I said that. Right. But I was kind of on the right path because it turns out they ended up actually kind of quote unquote kidnapping themselves and kind of fleeing into the mountains. But uh, one Which, thing I'm, I'm not even so sure that they kidnapped themselves at this point. Like I'm, were they just hiding out? Well, yeah, they, they were hiding out. But no, I'm they, saying like, did they intentionally make it look like a kidnapping or was that a hurriedly let's get out of here because somebody is going to come in here soon, you know, just kind of freaking out. Like, uh, so you're, well, what if, what if they left and then left the, well, no, cause they, they established that, well, they made it seem as if they intentionally ransacked the house, and then Jimmy was like, well, then where's the doll? She has this doll in every picture. Where's the doll? Right. Right? So he, he was making the point that they intentionally staged their house to make it look like it was a, a breaking and entering and a kidnapping to save themselves while they kind of escaped into the mountains. But then where, where's the end game from there? Where, where, where yeah, were I they going to go? Right? I just didn't think they were that clever, I guess. I'm <laughs> not giving them enough credit. What if, it, what if it's like some sort of... Uh, big twist where they actually left 
to hide out, but they didn't ransack the house. But it was after they left, somebody else came in and destroyed the house. That's very possible also. Yeah. So a couple things uh, were, were definitely established is that um, that Nacho, he wasn't framed, but he, he looks guilty by... He's a victim of circumstance. I, that's the phrase I was looking for. Yep, victim of circumstance. Victim of circumstance, because he absolutely had intentions to do that, and they just kind of beat him to the punch when they escaped off to the mountain. Right, and they went out the back. Yeah, they went out the back. So no, yeah, he, Nacho never even saw him leave. So and Sal went on a on a hike, <laughs> like through right. the mountains, and ended up finding him. So I guess he got him out of jail within the one day, right? Which the family thing you said of you, a listener noticed the the family icons on the yeah. back of the car, which was Saul's clue. Well, we talked about how Tuco's grandmother had a similar car, just a different make within the same company right? as the car of Betsy. So when we talk about the two different makes of the car, one thing we didn't pick up on is that, and they showed it tonight in tonight's episode. Huge clue in tonight's episode. Uh, Elliot Howie wrote us on Facebook, and he made it a point that the family did have stick figures on the back of their car, and Tuco's grandmother does not. Eagle eye. <laughs> yeah, say eagle eye. Are you a sniper? <laughs> Seriously. Like, yeah, I didn't catch that at all. So good job, Elliot Howie. We appreciate the heads up. And uh, for those of you out there, make sure that you participate and you hit us up on Facebook. If uh, if you see something we don't or you have a good idea, we'll definitely read it on air. So having my notes, barter in the bathroom. Right. And I'm going to probably come up with some kind of pun. I mean, we stole the uh, the, the Petty with a Prior. Petty with a Prior, and, and then, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. And then the guy's dropping a deuce, and Saul's trying to barter with him, so I'm sitting there thinking, barter in the bathroom. But then it, it kind of occurs to me, like, w- what's up with this guy? Why is it always show Saul trying to get this guy to to deal with him and his clients? Right. It's like they ca- they constantly butt right. heads. I, I don't think they've given him a name, because right. we, we right watch now, it with the closed captions on. Right. And I think they did give him a name. Honestly, do we miss that party foul? Didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking, like, why do they keep showing this guy? Like, what is his role going to be in the show? He obviously always deals with first time offenders, right? So, so you think there's going to be some sort of significance where he comes into play at the end? I think so. I think he's going to have some sort of effect. Otherwise, like, why are they showing this guy other than the fact that just to show Saul's frustration? With his situation, but Saul, Saul kind of gains his respect. Or Remember, Jimmy. he gives him the bag of Fritos. And then they, he gives him the bag of Fritos in the last episode, and then he goes ahead and uh, lowers the charges for the Fetty with a prior. Right, right. And in this episode, he talks him, he he talks uh, um, down as well, and then it turns out that guy doesn't even know what case he's talking about, and that's how Saul, Saul makes the deal, because he's like, hey, asshole. Right. Like, how are you defending these people if you don't even know what you're talking about? So I kind of got it as Saul was like kind of subco- like subtly blackmailing him, like, fucker, I know you don't even pay attention, so you're going to give me this goddamn deal. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna write you out, and then that's why he wouldn't give him the folder back. Right. Okay. But I'm just I'm thinking this guy's gonna come into play later. He's right. He and has to. Where where I would say he would come into play, just thinking about it, because Kim made it a point to mention that she was the second chair for the the embezzlement case. Right. What if this guy ends up being Saul's second chair on the other side of that case? Like they they butt heads so much, and and then somehow they come to this whole like you know what, just jump in with me on this case. Right. There's like these f- guys are first time offenders. Right. You and know, there's a familiarity there. Yeah. B- between the two of them, and maybe and that that whole like the the whole like colleagues that kind of hate each other, but that respect that comes out right of because that you have thing. two like two court appointed lawyers mm-hmm. 
you know, maybe they'll come together and fight. That's right, because he's just a, a court appointed lawyer too. Yeah. So just this is his seven hundred bucks, uh, seven hundred bucks yeah. a pop. Maybe this is his big first case too. Yeah, maybe Saul will talk him into, um, into helping him out with this first case because I, I feel like that's the way it's going. Like somehow Saul is going to end up on the other side of, of the case from the family. Yeah, I don't know if if that other guy's a state's attorney or something. I just feel at some point they keep they keep making a point to show that. And initially Saul and this guy butt heads and then eventually they come to a consensus. Right. So I feel that something very similar is going to happen. Like, like a team up at the end, like maybe that'll be like the big, like, like one of the big major cruxes is, is, you know, they, they finally like, uh, yeah, I'll go in with you on this because uh, Saul Absolutely. can't go it alone. Right. I mean, lawyers typically have a team and Saul knows nobody and Chuck, uh, from everything we saw so far would probably be really hesitant to team up with, with Saul. Cause it, it seems like they have like that love hate relationship where it's like, Hey, I love you cause you're my brother. But if we weren't, if there was no blood between us, we probably wouldn't even talk yeah. or acknowledge each other. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck already showed that he's willing to go against Saul. By the uh, way, we keep we keep saying Saul for Jimmy, so don't please right. don't let us know that we keep doing that. We're aware. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like Chuck's already shown that he's not going to take uh, Jimmy's side just because they're brothers, right? right? Yeah, because he still he, has his own his right. own person. He's his own right. He's encouraged because he encourages Jimmy to to change his name and his identity just because the same last name is shared with the law firm that he started, mm-hmm. right? So that already that already shows it's not a blind loyalty, right? Right. right? So maybe that'll come into play as as it goes on, and maybe that's why Saul will have to team up with this guy. It's very, very, very possible. Yeah. So it turns out that Nacho definitely wasn't the person to do it, but he's obviously the person in it, in it, of interest. And I, I can't wait to see where it goes from there because that's when the show kind of ended. Saul found them in their tent and mm-hmm. found money in the bag mm-hmm. and cut to black. Right. Right. But it never actually showed Nacho getting out. Um, so I like I'd like to see like where that relationship goes from there. Yeah, where that's gonna happen. And I, I did notice I have to mention that in the story sync they popped up a question. They pop up a lot of questions. You take these polls and see how you compare with the, with the majority of people. It's pretty cool, you should probably check it out. Yep. But um it says what what does Saul think that Badger's in for the first time he meets Badger in breaking bad? And I'm thinking, and I'm watching how Saul enters the room when Nacho's in the room mm-hmm. compared to when Badger's, because when Badger's in the room, he just storms in. Blah, blah, blah. You cops get out of here. This is my client. What did you say? You know, yeah, he's got yeah. all this confidence. And, and when Nacho's in the room for his, like the first time, he's just kind of like, hey, buddy, yeah, hey, where are we going to go with this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is a totally different attitude. So he's still far from and, uh, but what going to be. Uh, you pointed out something, uh, something kind of funny. Um, Saul originally thought that Badger was in trouble for public masturbation, but he's really in jail for distribution of narcotics. Right. And speaking of that other lawyer who is talking in the bathroom, that guy messed up the cases as well. Yeah. I was going to say that too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's it's the parallel of getting the case wrong. So maybe, maybe that guy comes into play because Saul starts learning from his playbook. Right. Maybe, maybe he take, right. Because like the, you know, a lot of, a lot of characteristics of that guy seems to be how Saul was in Breaking Bad. Yeah, I can see that. Right, just a just a you know cop 
cocksure and doesn't know doesn't know the own cli- <laughs> the own right. cases that he's like either he's got too many cases to care about or he just he gets more selective about the importance of cases that he gives a shit about mm-hmm. that kind of whole thing yeah and he just kind of goes through the motions to make money right right absolutely oh yeah and one there is one thing um that I actually didn't like in this episode what's that and it's a problem that I have with a lot of shows when he's explaining to Kim about the Kettleman's kidnapping themselves. Mm-hmm. And he keeps going through like a more detailed explanation and she keeps saying like I don't get it. And he says something else and she's like I don't get it. And it's totally just a device to get the audience to grasp what's going on. Right, but yeah. it makes the character look so stupid. Like you are a professional lawyer right. and you don't understand what the hell he's trying to say. Right, yeah. You know, it, and it, it was just solely exposition. That's all, right. that's all it was. Exposition. Exposition. Yeah. And, and as someone who I like to think I pick up on things pretty quick. Makes me kind of feel like you don't respect my intelligence in all honesty. But yeah, that's a total like plot device that just, it just kind of grinds my gears. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? One thing um, that I was thinking of too, and I don't know if you'd consider them spoilers, but I, I guess it's whatever. I'm just going to put it out there. So if you want to turn down your iPad or iPhone or whatever you're listening to this on for the next like minute and a half, but you looked up IMDB and the actors who play the twins, Mm-hmm. Only have two episodes, yep. right? Tuco was only down two for episodes. two episodes. Right. And let me tell you why I'm disappointed in that. I'm disappointed in that because one of our listeners, Matt in Jersey, that's what he calls himself, Matt yes. in Jersey, came up with this great idea of how it was going to unfold. He came up with the idea that Saul was going to use the twins to embezzle money from the Kettermans himself. Ah. <laughs> like, Well, that's, that was what he was trying to do in the first place. He's trying to... Get them to get in the accident with Kim or uh, with Betsy Kettleman mm-hmm. and and extort money out of her in the first place. So he he was right, unless you know Matt thought Matt right. Yes, man. Um, unless Matt thought that they were gonna get even deeper with it and go for the whole shebang of it. Right, exactly. Like right. like exactly. He, the way I got it from Matt is that as they learned more and more about the case, it was gonna be a bigger and grander scheme, and that's how Saul was gonna make it up for <laughs> make it up to the twins for getting their legs broke. Like, okay, I get it, but I got a better idea of how to take these fuckers down and get their money. Well, there's two ways you can go because one, he already he paid for the legs, the surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. He paid their medical bills. And hopefully maybe they'll pull in a fast one with us on IMDb and they just gave the main characters the 10 episodes for credits and then they'll give them more credits as they bring characters back into the show. I'm kind of hoping that happens. Right. Because I, I don't who doesn't want to see more Tuco? Absolutely. I just want to see what he cooks next. I mean, I want Threeco. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> Just, just came, top of the head right there. Just shooting from the hip, shooting from the hip. Good one. Also, I really did start laughing when he said, "I'm on the highway to the danger zone." I'm not gonna lie. Well, oh, because uh, Kenny Loggins' Top Gun reference right there. <laughs> the relationship with Mike got a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, had a little bit of a technology snafu, and we might have missed a bit of the conversation. Yeah, we missed like thirty <laughs> seconds of it. Right, right when Saul. <laughs> Right when Saul asked him why he's not going to press charges, fade to black. The goddamn AMC live stream went out on us <laughs> by the time I got it refreshed and back up. Mike says, nobody likes to leave home. Right. So it, was the perfect, <laughs> it was like a movie. We missed 
everything yeah. except for the-, the whole goddamn episode. Probably like that was the key moment of the entire episode, and AMC's live stream went down on us for about thirty seconds. <laughs> so no, we're not going to blame AMC. Remember, it's Comcast. It's Comcast. Actually, I totally blame Comcast for that one. Yeah. And if you want to hear my rants and raves about Comcast, feel free to go nothingimportantpodcast.com <laughs> yeah. because I think Dave and I spent like a whole forty-five minutes uh, on episode six just trashing that company. Just, yes. But <laughs> so thank you, Comcast. If you'd like to sponsor the, uh, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Comcast. If you'd like to sponsor us, uh, I don't want your fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll cut out the best parts of our podcast and ship it over to you, you assholes. <laughs> but yeah, that that was great. Um, that was great seeing that relationship develop. We finally got to see the big confrontation that they were kind of teasing in the teaser yeah. trailers before before the show started. Pokes him in the chest and and Mike takes him down. And so, then he gets arrested. They actually arrest Saul for assault. Yeah, going back to the beginning, which is great because as it opened, it showed a much younger Saul, even younger than he is now, and one of the charges was assault. Yeah, assault. Ah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, I set him up, Dave, and you knock him down. Set him up and knock him down. No matter how far I have to stretch, I will. uh, I'll get there. So, uh, typically this part of the show is where Dave and I do kind of uh, predictions of what we're going to see in the next show. But, before we close, I just want to say at the end of the story sync, you answer all these questions, you make all these predictions, and then it gives you a little score at the end. And we are most like Jimmy. So, it's on, it's on a scale of Jimmy to Saul, and mm-hmm. we were definitely most like Jimmy. So, it's, it is verifying that we are still thinking that he's very early in his progression. Mm. that we have ways to go right right just in our endeavors but easily <laughs> persuaded <laughs> so Ejor standvik on facebook points out that the nail salon that saul lives in and works out of is the very same nail salon that saul tried to get walter and jesse to launder their money through in breaking bad nice catch nice catch right very very nice catch yeah i didn't even think about that and those are the kind of references we like. Absolutely. Very subtle. You got to think about it a little bit. Right. Like Dave and I talked about this before. We're, we're your buddies on the couch. We're, we're not like the super analytical guys. As soon as we watch it, we take, very, we take as many notes as we can during the episode. And mm-hmm. the first thing we do is we sit down, turn on the microphones, and we talk. Just how you would turn to your buddy on the couch. We're your buddies on the couch. So please, if you want to participate, please participate. We'll throw you into the discussion. Yeah, we're going to read like any good idea that, I mean, there's already been so many that we don't catch. And right. Yeah, I mean, and if we get something wrong, please let us know. I right. love to be proven wrong. Are you kidding me? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this is just as much your show as it is our show. Exactly. All right, Dave. So to bring it back, to our friend Donnie at the beginning of the at the beginning of the show. Donnie the Genius. And you might as well just change your screen name to Donnie the Genius. Donnie the Genius, genius. breaking bread guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also suggested that we do a midweek podcast to speculate on the next episode. And this is typically the part of It's All Good Man where we do that. Right. Yeah. But we're going to take Donnie's suggestion since he's such a genius. And we're actually going to have a preview episode towards the end of the week, every week going out forward. That is called Dave... Preview with a prior. Preview with a prior. Get it? Get it? Because the preview of the next episode and there was a prior episode. episode. See, it's, a, it's funny because it's a play on words. Donnie like the genius. 
So anyway, folks, make sure that you... <laughs> and I'm going to thank you because that gives us about an extra five minutes to jack around. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So make sure that you folks are subscribed to It's All Good Men. That'll be coming to your feed in a couple days. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for participating. For all your Better Call Saul's news, rumors, reviews, make sure to hit up our friends over at calltosaul.com. That's calltosaul.com. You can find us at isallgoodman.com. And while you're there, why don't you click the little icon that says Man. Uh, on location because our buddy Travis from Albuquerque actually travels around to sites on the show and takes pictures of what they look like today. Special, special thank you for that. Yeah, that which is, is so incredibly cool. awesome. He's got a bunch of great pictures. Uh, one of my favorite ones he's got of all the billboards up. Like, there's actually one that says, like, don't call Saul. <laughs> and he actually has a picture of what Saul's office looks like today. It's like a bar called Hooligans. And he went and took a picture of the skate park and he actually uh, messaged me today like hey is there any location you want me to go out to and i'm like dude you do great work just go do your thing man yeah. so please make sure you hit them up it's an instagram and twitter account that's travis from albuquerque go to isallgoodman.com and click on the saw good man on location link all right so that's gonna wrap it up dave call us idiots call us geniuses whatever just call us you better call Saul. Best call now, you hear?